This is the Out and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Number one podcast to give you some gossip material when you're at the uh, coffee clatch. The, what's the what's a coffee clatch? Isn't that where the White House reporters talk? They all hang out before yeah. they're they're not briefed by the press secretary. Exactly. <laughs> before they get a snow day, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> what a sweet job to be a White House correspondent. <laughs> it's a snow day every day. <laughs> all right. Well, the man across the way dropping knowledge on where the reporters hang out is the ever adept Louis Fox. That's right. I'm very adept at things, though. I'm very adept at... Coffee clatches. Yes. <laughs> and snow days. <laughs> and coming up with horrible examples on why you're adept. <laughs> That's what you're great at. It's the catch-22 of adeptness. <laughs> I get you in my adept circle, and you can't get out. Yeah, I like it. Well, uh, it's been a crazy week. I just got back from the Oregon Country Fair. Oregon's its own country. No, it is a, it's a hippie festival out in the middle of the woods outside of the town I grew up in. That'd be better than the hippie festival in downtown. Yeah, I think Oregon Country Fair sounds has a better ring to it than let's get naked and drop acid fest. Ah, yeah. that's got a certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> it does. Uh, but it was pretty wild. It, I haven't been in five years. I used to go almost every year when growing up and all through my 20s and early 30s. And it, so it's been a while. So it was kind of cool to catch up on some nudity. Nice. I don't do drugs, but I saw lots you of drugs being used. Caught up on the latest uh, drug technology. <laughs> you never, you ever been, right? No, I've never been. Did you do your show there? No, I just went. Normally, I do my show there. Okay. I did not do my show. I actually worked. What? Yeah, I actually had a job. I got You're tearing tickets. So how it works is there's about ten thousand people that work and camp in the woods at the actual fair. Wow! And so it's its own like sort of functioning city, and all the booths are built into the trees, and everyone camps. But to stay the night and actually camp it in the evening at the fair, you have to be working there. All right. So then there's public that comes during the day, but they kick all those people out. And, uh, and then it's sort of like, it's just wild. Can you just visually that. tell who's public and who's not? A little bit. All right. A little bit. You're uh, like, your pupils are not dilated. Well, You're yeah, out. well, it's a very status, you know, to get in and camp at the fair is like quite a big deal. Like you, people think that they're cool because they get that privilege. Okay. Because it's what everyone wants. People try and sneak in at night and uh, stuff like that. So they'll tell you that they're staying the night. Okay. But usually the first thing they tell you is how long they've been there. <laughs> you know. Okay. Uh, so I had a crazy incident, and this is why I don't think I should ever have kids. Okay. Is that my friend, so she's one of my closest friends, and she has a kid who's seven years old, and we were camped at the very top of the fair. All right. And one day I was walking, and I was in the middle of the fair, and this is huge. It's a mile from the top to the bottom of the fair. I'm walking, and there's, I mean, 30,000 people go to this fair, and it's in the middle of the woods, right? Mm -hmm. And there's nudity, you know, all over the place. All I right. mean. And so I see her kid walking by herself in the middle of the fair. I said, uh, what are you doing? Where's your mom? And she's like, oh, she said it was okay for me to walk over to this other area, which is on the opposite of it. It's like eight miles through the woods. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, if you, you make it, you're my true child. <laughs> did you bring bear spray? <laughs> 
you have to kill a wolf and bring its carcass back to show us that you've truly transitioned into teenage years. But first, you must eat this peyote. <laughs> Go on your vision quest. Yeah, I mean, it was like, so I was like, where is your mom? She's like, oh, she's back at camp. She said it was okay. And I thought that was odd because she's mm-hmm. seven. And I was like, do you promise that she really said that you could walk by yourself from this location to this location? That's your said, first mistake. You're trusting a kid to promise. Do, you, do they not? No. Do kids lie? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm innocent when it comes to children's. <laughs> you, you have a childlike view of children. <laughs> and so I asked her and she's like, yes, yeah, she said it was okay. And I was like, all right. Well, I pulled out a map. Oh, I had a map. <laughs> and I told her where we were because it's a huge festival. Okay, old man Matt. No. <laughs> It's like, I've got a smartphone with the Oregon Country Fair app on it. Uh, so I showed her that where we were, I was uh-huh. like, we're right here. Where you want to go is right here. Just, and I told her the route. I'm like, just stay on this path. Do not turn or go anywhere. And she's like, okay. And I gave her money. I was like, here's some money in case for your journey. <laughs> and here's a sword. <laughs> you must answer three questions correctly to pass. So I, she goes on her way. I get back to camp and... I see my friend and she's on her phone and she is losing her shit. She goes, I lost my kid. She ran away. I don't know where she is. I have security looking for her. And my dumbass, my dumbass, I should have just kept moving. I'm like, ah, she's fine. I say, oh, I just saw her like 20 minutes ago. I gave her some money. She's like, and all this hyper paranoia that she had on the phone just got redirected to me. Like, you saw my kid by herself and you let her go? She promised. She, and I was like, she promised that she said it was cool. She said it was cool. And she's like, wait, you showed her on the map, but you didn't let her keep the map. I gave her money. I so she can get mud now. <laughs> she's walking around with a fistful of money. Lost. <laughs> no map. People are like, hey. You look like you're not from around here. <laughs> what gave that away? That I'm seven <laughs> and I have my clothes on? And, uh, so, or that I have money. <laughs> yes, true. I was like, obviously, I made the mistake. I realized I made that mistake. And so I was like, okay, I'll go and find her. And so I literally was running through the fair, dipping and dodging between people. And it's a mile. Yeah. Finally, 15 minutes later. He ran into the foreman at the ice place. And he's like, <laughs> why aren't you at work? <laughs> I found her. Nice. I found her and I sent her back with her father, who uh. also I felt was in on neglecting <laughs> their parental duties. And then I got a cookie. <laughs> Full of meat. <laughs> and I celebrated with a cookie. <laughs> that was the worst part is because I got back to the camp and the whole camp shamed me. Oh. They all shamed me about like. They're like, we're a tribe, Matt. Yeah. We're they were tribe. like, how dare you find a kid who's seven years old just wandering the past and just not do anything about it. I'm like. There's a million kids out there by themselves. You're like, she pinky promised. Yeah. Does that not mean anything at the Oregon Country Fair? Yeah, I thought I should be celebrated. Not only did I find a, give a map. Show her where the map. <laughs> not only did I show her on the map where to go, I gave her money. I mean, if you were lost in the woods and you came across me, yes. wouldn't you be excited? Because when I'm in the woods, the number one thing I need is money. <laughs> Not not a GPS homing beacon, not water, not bear spray, money. 
good old green I'm just bag. saying, I think that I did more than my part. You did you did all right for, for someone that doesn't have kids. <laughs> I just let's just say I don't think the ice people are gonna have me back <laughs> for yeah. multiple reasons. You brought shame to the ice company. <laughs> <laughs> I did. All right, well that was that was my weekend, so that was good times. Probably the fullest weekend uh, ever. You you wanna get to the story? <laughs> let's do it. Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from clickorlando.com. That's a new source more reliable than a Norwegian surfboard. What? Norwegians can't be surfing? <laughs> they have a rich surfing history. What? There's no surfboard behind the Viking ships as they were sailing across the seas? <laughs> yeah. The rich... Norwegians did not have a wakeboard? Nope. They did not invent the rape The rape board. The rape board. <laughs> I'm sure they did invent that. but They did not invent the wakeboard, no. I saw a documentary recently on... On, on Norwegians' rich surfing tradition? <laughs> not on their rich surfing traditions, but people surfing in Norway. Yeah, I'm sure people surf the internet in Norway. No, I actually, like, it was, like, this popular surf town. That's like how everyone says Washington State has the best surfing waves in the world. And then you go out there and no one's surfing. The, no one says that, though. Oh, yeah, that was the huge thing in, like, 98. No, no one yeah. ever said that. <laughs> Not one person has ever said Washington has the best surfing waves in the world. I just said that. Well, yes, you're the first person to say it. <laughs> To try and support your lame idea that Norwegians don't surf. I'm a pioneer. I'm the right, Lewis and Clark of Norwegian They surfing. do surf in Orlando, which is where this website comes from. And it goes, like your coffee spiked, Paps Blue Ribbon has the can for you. <laughs> coffee and beer together. And then it's the traditional, there's a picture of a traditional Paps Blue Ribbon can, but it's all dark brown and light brown, like a, you know, a, a brown and darker brown candy cane. <laughs> I like how you're, they're like, you know what we should put together? Everything that's going to make you go to the bathroom. You like coffee, like beer, take something that makes you pee and something that makes you poop. Do Boom. it all at once. Yeah. No doing it separate. Yeah. We'll just combine it. Save you time. Do you morning drink and have a hard time getting out of bed? I've got the drink for you. Yes. Ever wonder about what your iced coffee would taste like with a hearty pour of the hair of the dog? Uh wonder yes we all know what it tastes like we've all had coffee with booze in it yes. who is this article written for just prudes oh really you could take alcohol and put it in coffee it's like where have you been have you been in norway not surfing yeah well that first sentence is ridiculous is it not it's like we all know what alcohol tastes like in coffee yeah we all we've all done it my daughter's done that she yeah. gets up she before she goes to the school pours a little nip of the whiskey in there what do you think your your daughter had first coffee or booze coffee really yeah huh she had her first taste of booze with me what did she taste uh we were in mexico and she had a sip of my margarita no, oh, well, that's a good transition. That's yeah. a good start. Yeah, she was like, mm. and then she had a sip of my beer, oh, and okay. she was like, "This is gross." Yeah, beer's not beer's a tough one because no one ever tastes beer for the first time and is like, "Mmm, this is delicious." Yeah, you know what this needs? Coffee. Yeah, <laughs> another thing. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna make this great? Fucking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take two two bitter things, <laughs> mash them together. People will love it. 
Wonder no more. Pub stalwart Paps Blue Ribbon announced this week that it's making an alcoholic vanilla iced coffee in a can. An attempt to appeal to consumers from a range of lifestyles, the company said. What's the range of lifestyle? I know. Who pitched that? Because that was in quotes, so that's the company line. Like, yeah. You know, the guy at the meeting. We're targeting an underserved demographic. White trash that currently doesn't have type 2 diabetes. <laughs> Paps Blue Ribbon, their idea of a range of lifestyles is just people with standards. <laughs> That's who they're trying to reach. <laughs> I like what they're called, like hard coffee. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> Hardest part's getting over the flavor. <laughs> Technically, it's not a beer, but a malt beverage per the Paps website. Made from Arabica and Robusta coffee beans and American milk. The iced coffee boasts 5% alcohol by volume and 30 milligrams of caffeine per 11-ounce can. I like how it's barely coffee. It's barely beer. They should call it almost a vice. I'm not sure I've ever had coffee with beer before. I mean, I've had it with whiskey, uh, rum... Kahlua, American Baileys. milk. I like how they put American milk in quotes. Yeah, too. so weird. So the rest of it's not from America, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> USA, <laughs> USA. An eight ounce cup of coffee in comparison typically contains 80 to 100 milligrams of the stimulant, according to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. For now, PBR hard coffee is available in limited supply in Pennsylvania, Maine, New Jersey, Florida, and Georgia, the company tweeted. And those are all places that have questionable taste. Yes. That's their that's their market test. When I think awesome beer, I think Maine. <laughs> when I think awesome coffee, I also think Maine. When I think people who might drink the shittiest thing in the world, I think Florida and Georgia. <laughs> when I think people who are the shittiest people, I think Georgia. <laughs> Uh, though the concept of alcoholic coffee is nothing new, this is Pap's first foray beyond beer. It quietly revealed plans to release a PBR whiskey later this summer. PBR whiskey is for the connoisseur whose palate wants to expand past bathtub gin. Who's <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, all right, give me a fifth of PBR whiskey? Their first foray beyond beer. It's like, I never knew they got into beer in the first place. <laughs> I thought they were just distilling dirty dog piss and putting it into a fucking can. They kind of are. They won that blue ribbon in like 1804. Yeah, when there was like one other beer company. Yeah, and they, it was the same guy. Like the Paps guy punched the other guy in the face. And yeah. Was like, you're not entering the contest. I mean, do you ever drink Paps beer? I've drank Paps. Well, because there's a couple comedy shows that are sponsored by Paps. Oh, gotcha. In your contract, it says yeah. <laughs> you have to take at least four swigs of our Paps. <laughs> they, they'll give you all the beer you want while you perform. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's Pabst. Yeah, I, I just don't think that's a selling point. It's like, hey, come and do our show. You get all the Pabst Blue Ribbon you want. And you're like, okay, well, how much how much do I have to pay to not drink that? <laughs> uh, but good on them for supporting arts, though. Yeah, of course. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services advises against mixing caffeine with alcohol for the former's tendency to mask alcohol's depression effects, which can lead consumers to drink more than they realize, upping their risk of alcohol-related injury. Now, this is the same agency that 40 years ago on the food pyramid had butter listed as its own category. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was its own block on yeah, the food pyramid. It's an ever-evolving <laughs> science <laughs> of bad decisions. The FDA threatened a ban on all caffeinated alcohol beverages in 2010 after a surge in alcoholic energy drinks. They can't just ban all of them. 
Yeah, I, well, I mean, there was what? Oh, they mentioned like the four loco. Yeah, what does the FDA stand for? The Fund Draining Association. <laughs> the agency ordered four manufacturers, including the company behind four loco, to remove caffeine from their products, some of which contained up to 14% alcohol by volume and four servings per can. Dang. Yeah, that four loco did get banned for a while, didn't it? I mean, this is kind of sketchy, but they stopped selling it in low income areas in uh-huh. Seattle. So, like, if you went to, we have a place called the Central District, uh-huh. which is a rougher part of town. Yeah. It used to be. It's a little nicer now. Uh-huh. But you used to go down there, and you couldn't buy the Four loco or the 40s. Why? Because that's places where they were having a lot of trouble with this. Oh. But you could go to a more affluent area and still, in theory, buy it. That's so weird. And so that was a weird... You know, because like, the rich people want to have shitty-ass <laughs> shitty canned alcohol. <laughs> well, and so they don't really sell it up there, though. Yeah, but that's so bizarre. It's like, rich people aren't going to drink this shit. People who can barely afford uh, want a lot of alcohol for not a lot of money. Yeah, you're like, I I have an alcohol budget or a, ca- a caffeine budget. Well, that's what I always ask people when I'm like ordering a drink. I'm like, what's the best alcohol to dollar ratio? Uh, like, I want a lot of bang for my buck, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're comparison shopping. <laughs> you're like, is that the Long Island iced tea or the... Uh... Sex on the beach. There you go. Yeah. Like, you want you want the most? Here's rubbing alcohol straight up. <laughs> we call it Here's this. some mouthwash. <laughs> Here's some brake cleaner. <laughs> uh, so what do we think of this? I'm trying to figure out what's next. You know, if they're trying to keep people awake, what could, you could infuse beer with insomnia... Or you could go the extra mile and infuse beer with good choices. I just don't think people who are drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon is like, oh, you know what would make this great? Coffee. It's like if you want coffee, you're going to get caught your coffee somewhere else, right? I think this is the way for Pabst to have be slightly relevant. And we all talk about how gross it is. Yeah. The only people that drink Pabst are people that don't have a lot of money. I feel like college kids, well, high school kids, it's a hipster your daughter. Bar. Yeah. <laughs> She loves her paps. <laughs> Sometimes in the middle of the night, I'm trying to sleep. I hear, <laughs> and I bang on the wall. <laughs> Drink real beer. <laughs> We've got good stuff in the fridge. We had my nephew house sit one time, and I have tons of whiskey because I, mm. when I travel, it's, I buy like a bottle of whiskey from wherever I'm from. And I came back, and I was, I was like, I think that bottle's a little empty. I don't remember opening that one. And oh, the- he opened a bottle. Yeah. Oh, that's ballsy. Like, I get sipping something that's already open. So at the time, he was like 20 as well. And so his mom had mentioned it to me. Uh, That she's like, did you know he drank your whiskey? And I'm like, what? I can't believe he opened the bottle. Yeah, my spidey senses were correct. He's like opening your mail. (laughs) He looks in your time capsule. (laughs) Cal Ripken Jr. cards. Come on. (laughs) I just think it's a little forced. I mean, sure, it's okay for people to, you know, for brands or companies to expand and try new stuff. It just seems a little silly. It's like. I have whiskey and I have coffee. Like yeah. I can combine them myself. I don't yeah. need to buy. Maybe it's for an alcoholic on the go. You know, <laughs> you're a mover and shaker. Yeah, you know? yeah. I know. I love a good like company doing a good novelty thing when they're a company that does novelty things. Yeah. Like I love the uh, space beer I buy uh-huh. where they launch the beer yeah. into space. Yeah. Like I love that. Uh-huh. That's fun. Uh, this feels like they wanted a novelty and didn't even try. What happens if they launched this into space? Would you drink it? Oh, hell yeah, I would. Then Beer, it coffee, <laughs> and space. Pa- the pa- All I need is that third element. And it's outer space. <laughs> you could you could launch your shoe into outer space and I would drink it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this was touched by the Loch Ness Monster. Sold. So, yeah, there you go. Yes, yeah, so you make a scotch. It's brewed with a little bit of Loch Ness. Yeah. 
There you go. I would drink the hell out of that. All right. Well, Paps, if you're listening to this, send us a check <laughs> when you make that shit. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like them trying something new. I just think this was misguided. Let's focus but, but, on making better beer. Yeah. <laughs> better beer first. I mean, I'm going to trust their coffee. Like, what, like, if they make shitty beer, that's the thing they specialized in for hundreds of years. Yeah. Am I going to trust them with coffee? No. It's the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs, sorry to interrupt the program, but we just wanted to let you know that we have created a web page that allows you to support our program financially. Go to our website, oddandoffbeat.com, and click on the Patreon link. That will take you to a page that allows you to donate directly to our program. And not only do you get the amazing feeling of helping two artists create silly content, but you also get some pretty sweet kickbacks. Mm -hmm. We have set up five different tiers of programs to choose from, and you can pick the one that best suits you. They range from $1 to $20 a month, and each tier has different odd and offbeat freebies. We have monthly bonus episodes, mystery prizes sent to your doorstep, magic tricks, shout-outs on the podcast, stickers, t-shirts, and much, much more. Oh, so much more. Each of the giveaways are listed on the page so you can see all the sweet stuff you can get. This helps us continue to make this program and unofficially pardons you from all your sins. <laughs> it's more fun than a Hail Mary and actually makes sense. So again, oddandoffbeat.com and click on the Patreon link. Okay, now back to the weird stuff. Life coaching with Randy. Those who can't do, teach. And those who can't teach, coach. This story comes from news.sky.com. That's a news source more reliable than a vegan sloppy joe. I've had vegan sloppy joes and they are delicious. Yeah, right. Yeah. No. Yeah, man. Really? Better than real sloppy joes. <laughs> you guys can have all the meat. That's fine with me. That's just nasty. You're missing out on the muy delicioso vegano sloppy joe. Sloppy joe. <laughs> Uh, this says did you make it yourself or did you go somewhere and it was like on the... I've the, gone somewhere. Really? Was the guy also like, uh, would you like a side order of douchiness? <laughs> For the vegan sloppy joe? <laughs> gotta be, How is that douchey? That's gotta be the... Whoever made that was like, I just want to push some buttons. He wasn't like, my art is vegan sloppy joe. What are you talking about? Yeah. I've had vegan ribs. I've had vegan... Those, uh, are, those are actually off of vegan, right? I've had vegan, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no meat on those things. <laughs> What are you talking about? It's super lean. All right. I'm, a, I'm getting offended by this conversation. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the story. Chinese city to clamp down on Beijing bikinis in hot weather. I like it. Coming soon to an Old Navy near you. Chinese men have been banned from sporting so-called Beijing bikinis after they were deemed uncivilized by authorities in the city of Jinan. I like how civilized behavior in China is smoking and spitting. Yeah. The only uncivilized thing about that sentence is the fact that they spelled uncivilized with an S. Yes. 
<laughs> uh, it is in quotes, though. I like how they say Beijing bikini. So what they're what they're saying is describing essentially men just bringing up their shirts, rolling them up, rolling them up. That's all. That's all they're yeah. saying. Why are those Beijing bikinis? Because uh, I guess it's bikini like. Yeah, but everyone does that. All guys do that when they get hot, right? Yeah. Do you do that? I do that. I do that. Well, I just take my pants off. First. Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> that's the the Louis thong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pull my pant legs all the way up into my butt crack. Each summer, men across China roll their t-shirts up above their stomachs as cities swelter in the heat. They're just going for equal rights with women. That's all they're doing. They're just fighting the fight. Wait, what are you saying? Women can expose their midriff in China. Can they? Yeah. I saw it all the time when I was there. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I, I was peeping into their hotel room. Yes. <laughs> The cooling method is said to be based on a theory on traditional Chinese medicine where exposing one's midriff helps air out of the warm chi energy around the internal organs. See, now high school kids who have a school that have like a dress code where they can't expose their midriffs, we're like, it's a cultural thing. I'm sorry. And they're like, you're from Nebraska and you're Irish. Well, I don't understand that where it's like, it's an ancient, it's from an ancient Chinese medicine tradition where it cools the chi around the internal organs. Like, yeah, that's just science, dude. Like yeah. you don't have stuff blocking the heat, <laughs> holding the heat in. I don't know if that has anything to do with Chinese medicine. I, I like that like, anything in Chinese medicine, they're like, you can use to justify anything. Um, yeah. You know what would cool your chi? Rhino horn. Yeah. And then I did a quick search on Chinese medicine and everything I looked at. So like soft shell turtles can moisturize skin, nourish the blood, treat diarrhea and improve sexual performance. Oh, wow. Seahorse, good for the flu and might improve sexual performance. <laughs> of course. Everything, the side effect is sexual performance. Go to the United States and the side effect is death. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Although I feel like most of the men who are doing this, these Beijing bikinis, uh, not helping sexual performance so much <laughs> with some of their bodies. They're cooling down the ladies. Well, I just don't like how the Chinese medicine is taking credit for something that is just obvious. Like you don't have clothes on, so it is cooler. It's like ancient Chinese medicine says... The more water you drink, the more hydrated <laughs> you are. It's an ancient Chinese tradition. Ancient Chinese tradition. <laughs> Authorities in Jinan, a city around 8.7 million people in the Shandong province, have ordered people not to adapt their tops into Beijing bikinis. I like that it, this is such a problem that they're like, we need to have an official decree. A city ordinance is crazy. The notice also states that members of the public should not remove their shirts while outside. So you can't even take your shirt off at all. No, no truffle shuffle. No uh, slip thunder. And slide. Slip no, and slides. No outdoor thunder from down under. Yeah. How are you going to swim outside? You're yeah. going to have swimming outside? How? What happens when the fire hydrant busts open and you want to play in it? Yeah. What's the Jinan authorities made the demand as temperatures rose to a sweltering 36 Celsius or 96 Fahrenheit in the city this week. Politicians are aiming to rectify such uncivilized behavior with, according to the notice, people in the city complaining about the uncivilized phenomenon. I like how it's a phenomenon. Like, Taylor Swift's first album was a phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> Old stinky dudes pulling their shirts up is not. Yeah. What does a fox say is a phenomenon? Not Yeah, Baby yeah. Shark is a phenomenon. <laughs> the ruling, which is aimed at improving the image of the city, also targets public bickering, jumping cues, 
littering, and uncivilized dog walking. What is that? Yeah, uncivilized dog walking. Is the dog uncivilized? Is how it's walking? Are you dancing while you're walking it? Yeah. So you're no longer walking it? You're doing some, 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 like... You know, the La Bamba walking. Or you're just talking to shit to people as yeah. you walk by. Yeah. Hey, fuck you. Oh, I thought you said hawking. Your... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's also uncivilized. Do you want to buy this watch? <laughs> you want to buy this dog? You want to buy this dog? You want to buy this dog? How about the leash? How about the leash? What I like about this is, is the first thing that I've been very impressed with China over is that they're getting it right. They're trying to get rid of public bickering, jumping cues, and littering. So they're essentially getting rid of annoying people. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, American tourists cannot go there anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. The order has attracted a backlash from social media users with one person commenting, being shirtless cuts more carbon emissions than turning on air conditioning. You know what, though? Chinese social media is only one person. Yeah. Well, I think that's just the most stupid thing to write. It's like, when has China cared about carbon emissions? (laughs) What's the least stuff we can take? (laughs) Let dudes bear their bellies. Another added, let the old people be free. (laughs) Apparently just the old people, not not the political prisoners or... Yeah, (laughs) the people who use actual social media. (laughs) A man was fined around $7 for shopping shirtless in a supermarket in the coastal city of Tangjing near Beijing in May. I think that that was warranted. Honestly, I think that's not that big of... I mean, I don't know what... You can't shop shop shirtless in the United States. Yeah, I don't think you can. No, you can't. I mean, in some places you can. No shirt, no shoes, no service. Well, that's not at all establishments. I think it's all places that sell food. In Hawaii, you can go anywhere (laughs) with no... None of those... Any like island <laughs> island place you can go. Like, no shirt. Now that I think about that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is seven dollars is not that big of a deterrent to shop I mean, if someone's like for seven dollars you could shop shirtless, I'd be like, Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw it <laughs> for ten dollars pantsless too. <laughs> sure. It's like, come on, come on, China, like let's make this a little two dollars for cutting in line. I'm like, how many can is that to per get, person? How many to get to the front? <laughs> that per person I'll per turn in the queue. Uh, the, the city introduced a regulation banning going topless earlier this year. I do believe in that if a man is allowed to go shirtless in a place, a woman should also be allowed to go I shirtless. I agree. I feel like that's a very sexist rule. Yep. And I come from a place, Eugene, Oregon, where it is legal for a woman to walk around topless. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's absolutely legal and because of that exact reason. Mm-hmm. and. Growing up, I thought it was pretty interesting that, you know, women are willing. I mean, obviously, they have to deal with some things that come attached yeah. with a woman walking around topless yeah. that they have to deal with that a man doesn't have to deal with. But, but I think if if a woman nowadays walked around topless and she ever got fined, I think no no fine would ever stick. Well, there, there was a story about three years ago that a woman was topless at a pool, like a Motel 6, mm-hmm. and she had a double mastectomy. And they came up and they said, you can't be topless. And she's like, well, well, that guy's topless. She's like, what do I have that he doesn't have? He has bigger boobs than I do. Yeah. I have no boobs. Yeah. And they're like, sorry, you can't. She got fined. I think she, I don't know. uh, I think she sued and won. Yeah. Had it it thrown out. But I guess what I'm saying is that if they're going to do it, they should do it across the board, not just to men. Not just to men. (laughs) Yeah. Do it across the board. It, it, yeah, there's nothing it says whether or not ladies are l- allowed to do this. Yeah. Uh, so no men on film from uh, In Living Color. <laughs> yeah. They can't do the pull. <laughs> they give three, the snaps. three snaps in a Beijing bikini formation. <laughs>
so yeah, I mean, I don't know if you like this. Do you like this? I'm fine with it. Yeah. I don't know. When it's hot out, sometimes you got to peel stuff off. I mean, we've changed clothes out of the trunk of my car in a parking lot before. Yeah. I mean, I hope I wouldn't get fined for that. We yeah. probably should have been. I, yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, I think that's a little silly. I mean, if it's hot, people should have the right to do what they want with their bodies. Like, yeah. As long as it's not inappropriate. Like, they're not, like, you know, pressing their dicks up against a <laughs> fucking window at a preschool, you know? It's <laughs> like, if you pull your shirt up and you sh- ex- expose your belly button, what's wrong with that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the loopholes, you just cut it. Now the shirt's not rolled up. Yeah. You're like, I'm still wearing a shirt. Or just get, like, baby tees on a giant dude. Or just paint a shirt. Oh, the body you. paint. The body paint. Yeah. Or you have to have some, you know, Mao has to be tattooed in somewhere yeah. that's visible. <laughs> you have to have something pro, pro Mao on you. <laughs> All right. I like it. I do. That's it for today, Oddballs. Thanks so much for listening. And of course, check us out on all the social sites. We're on Instagram, Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're at the uh, Debbie's Double Wine Bar. <laughs> Except the one time we went, it was closed. Oh, we should go. We should go after this. I need to get dinner anyways. <laughs> all right. Uh, it is a bar that resembles a double wide trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so where can the fine people see you this week, Louis Fox? Well, today, Tuesday, the July 23rd, you can check me out at the Randall Library or the Mountain View Library in Randall, Washington. Ooh, fancy. Oh, it's super fancy. It's the size of my armpit. Is it? Yeah. Population of your armpit? My armpit. Yeah. <laughs> Population of Old Spice. <laughs> the, then from the 24th through the 28th, you can catch me at your hometown fair, the Lane County Fair. Ooh. Yep, doing three shows a day. I hope you uh, do not come across a child in the pathway. <laughs> I'll hear rumblings of it. Did you hear about this, this mythical man? <laughs> And where can they catch the Matt Baker Comedy Stunt Show? Actually, I have this week off for the most part. My parents are coming to visit, and we will be doing old person things like knitting and going to sleep early. (laughs) Going for the early bird dinner at the Denny's. (laughs) So they will be visiting, and then I have a show in Olympia, Washington at an adult active community on the 27th and then on the 28th i'm flying out to wyoming to start a fair that in fremont and where is it at it's in riverton wyoming it's in riverton wyoming <laughs> right outside of jackson hall i'm going to start on the 29th and then you're coming the next day yeah if i roll on the next day because i have that kind of clout i'll be there for one day before you're there yeah and i guarantee you i'll be tired of the fair by the time you get there <laughs> I've been at those fairs where they don't have a carnival, and then it's like, you know, one dude sitting in a chair, like, doing bouncy rides on his leg. It's like... (laughs) You slip a quarter quarter into Uncle Nick's pocket, and they'll give you a leg bouncy ride. (laughs) Oh, man. So I'll be out there, so you can come to Wyoming and not go on carnival rides. Yeah, but we'll probably get uh, some podcasting done. We absolutely will. So we want to thank you so much for listening. And if you have a chance, send us an email at info at oddandoffbeat.com if you come across any news stories that you want us to check out. Yes, we love getting news stories. It saves us work. Yeah, so thanks so much for listening. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Today's show is sponsored by the Work Less Party. 
By not voting, you're voting for us, the Work Less Party.